Hey, hey, my friend, this episode is part of a four-part series with my mentor, Ashley McDonald. Ashley McDonald is a therapist, mentor, self-care coach, and self-proclaimed scheduling guru. As soon as I started following Ashley on Instagram, I became completely obsessed with checking out her content because she was also talking about the feminine cycle and cyclical mapping and how to use how we were designed as women with our hormones and the phases that we go through to our advantage and not being ashamed of talking about it. I was like, I've got to get Ashley on the podcast because period productivity has been your favorite topic to talk about. And I have just had surface level conversation with you guys about it. Ashley drops knowledge in each episode on how, what each fave phase is, what to expect during the phase, and how you can support yourself through that particular phase. You guys are going to love this. But remember, Ashley and I are not doctors. We are just two women who are obsessed with living our best life, being our best self, showing up in the best way that we can each and every day. And as a female, that means knowing what our body and our hormones are going through. I hope that you love these episodes. Make sure you follow Ashley on Instagram. She has a course coming out late this summer slash fall. She is now my personal mentor. I have hired her to be my mentor to work with in the third quarter of this year, and you guys are going to love her. All right, guys, we are here for part four of our series with Ashley McDonald, and we have talked about the menses phase, the follicular phase, ovulation, and the luteal phase is what we are moving on to now. This is the phase that I don't necessarily know much about in how to, about the phase and how to support um, the phase. So Ashley, why don't you hop in and talk to us about that? And then I've got some questions for you. Cool. So luteal. Luteal is one of our longest phases. On average, it lasts between 10 and 14 days. If I were the one to have invented this, which would have been pretty cool, right? Um, I would have said that luteal was two phases <laughs> because it is so long and it is so different. Like one half versus the other half is very, very different. And so I actually do operate through the lens of, I call it FL and um, SL. So first half of luteal, second half of luteal, because they are so different. But what is similar throughout the whole thing is that our progesterone is on the rise. Um, and a lot of other hormones are on the decrease. So something like this is happening because right. Remember in menstrual, all our hormones are just, they're down. Right. And so during this time we need fiber rich foods that are going to support our large intestine. We need um, foods that are going to support the high progesterone because high progesterone actually decreases and lowers, slows our digestion right? This is typically the time when we have a lot of cravings. And so it's really important to get those slow burning carbs, healthy, natural sugars, um, foods that are rich in vitamin B so that we are counteracting some of the not so great cravings that we get. Right. Um, and this is also a good time to stick back to go back to the warming foods. Right. So as I mentioned, cooling is during ovulation and follicular warming is during luteal and menstrual. And so foods that are warmer, foods that um, kind of helped again to meet and match where we're at in terms of our temperature, which is starting to lower. So this is a good time to increase calories. Remember how I mentioned in the 
follicular phase that it's a good time to decrease calories because our metabolism has changed our what our appetite has changed well the opposite is true and i i'm you asked in the last episode when do you know you've moved phases i know i've moved into luteal because i'm starving all the time <laughs> i wake up so hungry i just want all the food remember when i talked about permission this is when we say hey this is why not there's something wrong with me. I am, I'm so hungry. What's wrong with me? Right. When people go on diets, I hear a lot of the, I was doing so good. I was tracking, I was feeling really good. All the calories were perfect. I was great. And all of a sudden it's not enough and I'm starving and something's wrong with me and it's not working. No, 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 no. You're right where you're supposed to be. Right. Remember to honor your body, to listen to your body, up the ante on, on food, increase the carbs a little bit, the healthy carbs so that you're feeling a little bit fuller, a little bit longer. Right. Make sure that you're addressing the fact that you need these complex carbs for a very specific reason. So when I wake up and I'm starving and I'm like, oh, luteal's here, I honor that. And I'm increasing my calories a little bit without shame, without guilt, without going against myself. I'm going with myself, right? This is also a time we need to stabilize blood sugar, which is also those carbs, right? The, the complex carbs, the slow burning complex carbs are so important during this time. And again, when I see people, doing, and I'm not shaming people, please hear this. I'm the, I'm the opposite of a shamer, but when it comes to people who are doing keto 24 seven, especially as women, it's like the, the damage that is done during this phase, when you're ignoring the needs of your body is long lasting, very long lasting. We need to lower our blood sugar. We need to stabilize our, our progesterone and we need the vitamin, you know, the vitamin B rich foods during this time. Okay. When I talk about it being two halves of a cycle, I'm specifically referring to the rest of the things, the emotionally related things, the mental related things like, um, well, and physical because movement, movement during the first half, I'm still pretty energetic. So again, we're looking at follicular ovulation in the first half of luteal, which is a good majority of the month. I'm pretty willing and able to work out hard and enjoy it and not feel depleted or deprived of anything, right? Like I can go on these runs. I can do these hip workouts. I can really enjoy myself when it comes to working out. However, during the second half of luteal and you start to feel that, ugh, right? Or all of a sudden you're lifting weights and you're not as strong as you were last week, right? This is, I think this is why I'm so in love with cycle syncing because I am a therapist by heart. And I'm also obsessed with Brene Brown and just the research of shame and the power it holds over women. And I feel like it's during the luteal and menstrual where we shame ourselves. It's just a constant shaming. You want too much food. You're not as strong as you used to be. You should be able to do more. Like the narrative that's inside of our head, I feel like it increases. It also gets harsher. It gets louder. And what we hear, right? What we're processing inside is ultimately what we're seeking. So if you have this story in your head that tells you that you can't do as much as Becky over there. Becky can do all the things. Becky can work out every single day, no matter what. Becky can do da, 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 da. No offense to a Becky out there, right? Becky's doing all the things and you're sitting here thinking, okay, I can't do anything. And your brain is finding proof of it. Yeah, you can't. Look at you doing tens instead of 12 weights. Look at you. You can't do this anymore. You're not, you're not, you're up trying to run and you can't go as fast and you're, you're way more depleted. Your legs are hurting. Typical, typical is what your brain is thinking. So you do have to change the narrative, but you also have to find permission. And I know as I move into the second half of luteal, I'm not going to have as much energy. So I go until my body says, that's enough. You've done enough. Slow it down. 
minimize it a little bit. It's okay to walk, right? Giving myself that permission, changing that narrative essentially, okay? So same with creativity and work at the beginning, I'm still pretty able to be sociable, to be sharing things, maybe even having some good ideas, maybe not as much so of the ideas, but still a little bit, just depending on you, right? Um, but towards the second half, I'm right back behind the scenes. I'm pulling back more. I'm getting ish done, right? Like this is when you get all the things done. You're bringing projects to a close. Um, you're again, strategizing is good here. A lot of admin tasks, finance tasks. This is also a good time to celebrate in the first half, not the second half. Okay. So the first half of Luteal, I am typically allowing myself some space to celebrate. So that means actually scheduling some self-care, scheduling that night out, scheduling, you know, that massage or whatever I'm needing because I'm a little pulled back, but I still have the energy to go out if that makes sense. Um, so this is just, it's, it's a good time for teamwork at the beginning, but the end is accomplishing goals behind the scenes, admin stuff. When it comes to love and motherhood, I find this to be a really good time for the over organizing, the overhauling, the domestic projects together, right? The, um, the clean outs, if you will. So cleaning out things in your kids' rooms, cleaning out the pantry. It's a good time to organize chores, determine who's going to do what. It's a good time to pull back, but also to, I call it lifestyle reset right? So when I, with my clients, we do something called quarterly mapping of their life based on all the things that I teach between mindset work and cycle syncing and habit producing, all those kind of things. And one of the other things I have them do is every quarter, they take a look at what I call the lifestyle reset list. And they choose two to three items in their home. And these could be things as small as their phone to as big as their car or their kitchen or things like that, that ultimately need a reset because our environment does play a really key role in our productivity, our sanity, our emotional health, right? Our fatigue. And so rather than constantly doing that and or doing it all at once and being completely burnt out by it, I have it on a system rotation where they schedule it every quarter for the next three months. So they might do all three in one month or they might do one per month, whatever works in their system. But typically they're planning it during their luteal phase. This is a really good time to be cleaning things out, organizing things, starting fresh, if you will, um, and getting prepared for that menstrual phase that comes up next when all the hormones deplete and we really need to rest because I don't know about all of you, but I have a really hard time resting in a dirty home. I have a very hard time laying still when I'm surrounded by clutter and mess. And so this is all almost again, my way of, if you were to know I'm going to be pregnant next week, what would you do to prepare for it? How would you, what would you set up? I'm setting myself up for success during that time when I need a whole lot more support from me and everybody around me. So video phase. I love it. I, I love it. Okay. That like answered all the questions that I <laughs> had, but just a couple of comments and just maybe if you've noticed this within yourself or clients is when I have a lot of the ladies that I am mentoring in their, you know, in the beginning stages of building their business or uh, a friend that's coming to me completely frustrated and literally acting as if the sky is falling. I'll always ask the question of where are you at in your cycle? And mm -hmm. it's always like, it should come any day. Like it yeah. seems like the, the two days before my cycle and most of the friends that I have talked to, those are days where it can be like a shoot downhill slope, right? Sure. Where it's like maybe 
naps are required or emotional support, really down feeling. I know uh, kind of before I found some supplements that helped me with PMDD, I really was like, do I need to go seek medical professional help for PMDD? Because for a while and like my husband is a, a great man. We have a great marriage, but it mm -hmm. always seemed like two days before my cycle, I was like, yeah, in divorce papers. As yep. bad as that sounds, my brain went that dramatic. And with the ladies I mentor, they'll come to me and be like, the sky is falling. I don't know if I like this anymore. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it'll always kind of be that same answer of like, oh, my period's about to come any day. Do you know anything about that phase? And how would you advise supporting yourself through like a hit of downness? Yeah. So two things. One, never make decisions during this time. Yeah. Just <laughs> <Never>. say <that. laughs> Just saying. It's funny because I got a, a text message and I pull it up here, a text message from my client yesterday. And she said, is luteal the phase that makes you feel like a crazy person, like super motivated and great one day followed by a day of falling apart? The answer was, uh, yeah. Right. Like, yes, because as I mentioned, those hormones and the progesterone is going like this and the rest of the hormones, estrogen, testosterone, all the things are going down. And so if you're riding a roller coaster, this is the time that it's going in circles, <laughs> right? You're looping around over and over. Cause you're like, Oh, I feel good. No, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm so great. Oh, I hate you. Oh, like it is very, very normal. But again, one thing key one is that all this nutritional guidance and movement guidance and planning guidance that I'm giving you does create a flow in this. You will not feel it as drastically. You will still have it, but you won't feel it as drastically as you have before when you're actually honoring some of these nutrition pieces. And at the end of this episode, I do want to give just a few small steps that you can take to just start this process without feeling like you have to do everything all at once. But Again, the concept is the more that you get into a flow and start to understand this, the more that you level it out, you hop onto that, you know, the, um, what was I calling it? The lazy river, as opposed to the, the roller coaster, right? So that's one thing. The other thing is, yeah, that's the point of planning, right? Is that, you know, not to load yourself up with too much the couple days before your period. I do very strategic quarterly mapping and monthly mapping for everything in my life, from my personal goals, to my family interactions, to my social interactions, to my business, of course. And I do it based on my cycle. So every week you see that I plan out, it will tell me exactly what phase I'm in. So if I see something like podcast interview day before period is going to start, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like I am moving that. That's why after I had COVID and my period changed, I had to go in and reschedule a lot of things. And some people wouldn't have done that, but it's a non-negotiable for me, right? Like if I would have stuck with my original plan, I would have been launching my mentorship program while I was on my period. What I know is one, I would probably end up burnt out afterwards. I would feel so fatigued, so overwhelmed, so stressed out that none of my most important people, my VIPs would get any good version of me, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of doing what I do, right? And so I changed it all. And that is, those are the boundaries that I set. And so I hope that this just encourages women that one, you're normal, right? Like what you're experiencing is normal. You're not crazy. I don't think you need medical attention. Maybe you need a mentor, but maybe not medical attention, right? Two, that you can plan your life around your cycle in a way that allows you to show up best so you're not pushing yourself in circumstances where it's really not a good time for that. And three, it gives you the guidance to 
change the way you're eating and the way you're moving to alleviate some of the crazy up and down or the circular motion of a, of a roller coaster. So hopefully that's helpful. That is super, super helpful. And kind of before we roll into anything else, like those first few days before your period, my friends who are trying to conceive, I would highly encourage you, and I'm sure Ashley would too, that really support the journey, the feelings, and maybe if some of you are even feeling grief during these times, like the few days before your period and when your period starts, to really let yourself honor that feeling after a miscarriage or after months and months and months of trying to conceive and your cycle's irregular and then it shows up and that can bring up a lot of pain and emotion. And so go through your phase and your cycle honoring, you know, because some women, yes, are not trying to get pregnant. So how we feel when our period starts is a totally different feeling than somebody who is trying to conceive and that I feel can also impact how the rest of your month rolls out because for me somebody who's not trying for a third and we can I mean you guys can love and honor my journey as much as I love and honor yours because I was in that phase of trying to conceive too I related in that season of life in the season of life where I'm at when my period starts, I can kind of be like, okay, not for lack of better terming, don't mean to trigger anybody, but I think of it as, okay, I can, I can move forward in a sense because I'm, I know I'm not pregnant. Whereas those of my friends who are on here listening, trying to conceive if that day one of your cycle feels like a, a heartbreak, a grieving process, honor it honor it, like fully honor it and talk to somebody about it, talk to a friend about it, your mom about it, a mentor about it, any safe place that you can really open up about your feelings because that's a hard, hard season to walk through alone when you feel upset with your body and your hormones and the direction. Open your heart up to feeling the feelings and be open to talking to somebody. Absolutely. I love that. Again, I'm a broken record here, but the cycle syncing with your cycle is an opportunity to really just give yourself permission to constantly be really in tune with how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way, understanding that, right. But also allowing it and not pushing against it and feeling it. And the more you practice it, the better you get at it, the more attuned you are to it, the more organic it feels. But I did want to share just a few different small steps you can take. I recognize, and I know when I started this, it was like, oh my goodness, so much information. And it's beautiful, wonderful information. I'm really only skimming the surface with some of the things that we can do. But there's a few really simple ways that you can start and you can take all of these steps or you can just take a couple of them but one way, and you can Google this to get like actual lists, one good thing to do is just simply rotate vegetables. So the vegetables that you eat per cycle varying based on your face, right? So for instance, when I grocery shop, I actually order online. So when I'm doing that, when I'm ordering my groceries, I look at what phase I'm going to be in. I grab that list of vegetables, the ones I'll eat, right? I'm not going to order like chard if that's not something I'll eat, right? But the ones I know I'm going to eat, and those are what I order because I know when I'm snacking, I'm going to grab for what's just in my produce drawer. That's easy. I'm not having to think about it. I'm not having to do anything extra. I'm just eating those things. 
The next thing is to just rotate cooking methods, right? So that temperature slash cooking method that honors where you're at. So what this looks like is in follicular, I tend to focus on steaming and sauteing food. So when I'm planning out my meals or my snacks or things like that, if I'm not eating it raw, so cooling, then I'm eating it steamed or sauteed. During ovulation, I'm going with raw, right? Raw, vegan, juices, smoothies, salads, stuff like that. Luteal is, again, we're moving up to the warming, so I'm focusing on roasting and baking. And then menstrual is soups and stews and things that are easy to digest. So you could simply choose to honor the cooking methods. The third thing is seed cycling, which we haven't talked a whole lot about, but this is a really powerful way to sort of balance out those hormones. Now you're not ever gonna balance them entirely, but you're gonna, it's, these particular seeds help to meet your hormones where they're at and to create a little bit more of a flow that I've been talking about with your, what's going on with you, where your estrogen is at a certain time, where your progesterone is at a certain time. So the best way to do this is actually the day that you start your period, think of it as day one of seed cycling, where you're gonna eat flax and pumpkin seeds for 14 days. So it's as simple as counting. I started my period, counting to 14 days. Day 15, no matter what phase you're in, because again, everybody differs, this is when you'll switch to sesame and sunflower seeds. Now you can just choose one, like I'm just gonna do two tablespoons of flaxseed a day, or you can choose a combo of them, flaxseeds and pumpkin seeds. That's the most powerful thing that you can do because you don't know how your body's gonna respond to either. So I personally like to do one tablespoon of flax, one tablespoon of pumpkin, days one through 14. And then day 15 through whenever I get my period again, right? I'm gonna do one tablespoon of sesame, one tablespoon of sunflower. It can be that simple. You can honor nothing else except for seed cycling. You will see a difference. I have had a lot of clients just try this and see massive, massive results, whether it's normalizing their period, um, minimizing their symptoms, seeing a major fluctuation in their moods and their responses. So that's one really simple thing that you can do, or you can do movement planning, right? So you're looking at where you're at in your phase and movement planning, or finally four or five is the full on like schedule planning where you're looking at things emotionally, constructively, businessly, all those things and planning it out. So you don't have to do all of them. You can just choose veggies. You can just choose seeds. You can just, and you can bite off a little bit at a time, right? Like you can just choose to start with one thing at a time, which is typically what I have my clients do as opposed to trying to do all of the things, except for my ones who are like, no, 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 I'll do it all. I'm taking it all on, which is fine. You do you girl. But essentially this is to simplify. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to wait to start this until you have all your eggs in the basket and it all makes sense. Again, a lot of people, a lot of my clients typically start with seed cycling because it's the simplest. Um, it's the easiest. I just had a client send me an awesome picture. I, I prefer my seeds to be grinded. It's more digestively supportive, particularly in certain phases, right? Like that menstrual phase, especially, but I buy them ground because I'm not super DIY, but I have this very DIY client and she created two giant mason jars and one is days one through 14 and the other one's days 15 to the end. And it's a mixture of the ground seeds. So she just does a tablespoon of each mixture. I personally love adding it to my smoothies. I'm a smoothie girl. I have a smoothie every single day. So that's an easy way for me to get it in. Um, but it's also great on salads. I've also cooked with it, like um, coated my chicken in the seeds and then cooked it with seasoning, which is really, really great as well. So those are my steps for you. You guys, my jaw dropped. It really did. I really. had, I, she's like, it really did. You saw it in my face where I was like, because for me, it has been a progression of learning about this and implementing. So for me, it was like, okay, first just see how my body's 
rolling with things. So downloading an app, which isn't always going to be accurate, but I feel like a good start. And when I started my period, I marked day one. And then I kind of just followed along with the app of like, oh, there is some sort of rotation going on. And then when it was like, oh, I'm starting to notice moods that are similar depending mm -hmm. on where I'm at in my cycle, then I know that. And so now I'm like, okay, now I know that baseline. Like when I implement this um, seed cycling, I am mind blown to add that in. And I think that's um, probably how most of you guys listening should start is with all of this, it may feel like a lot of information, a lot of things to do. And if, if anything you take away, just like, okay, the next time my period starts, I'm going to listen to the podcast that Joelle and Ashley did on that. I'm going to do the things that they said to do. Focus on doing those things, adding in those types of foods, adding in um, that type of activity and giving yourself the, uh, the space to implement the way to support yourself, you may find like that's easy to implement every time you go into that phase. So it's really an evolution of getting to know your body and how your body is operating and responding and going on. And even I've had those of you who have listened to my other episodes on this that were like, I have everything about my cycle is irregular. But once you took the first steps of trying to see if there's a correlation because those episodes aired what you guys like three months ago, two months ago. Some of you have messaged me and said, I thought I was irregular. I thought that I, there was no, there was no correlation, but you're seeing a, it's not every 28 days that your period happens, but maybe it's longer or shorter or whatever it is, you've now noticed a pattern because you've been aware of just, you, you became aware of the topic, just like I did the first time I read a book in relation to this topic. And then I found Ashley on Instagram and started obsessing over the content that she was putting out there. And she has great IGTVs on her Instagram profile feed right now that you guys can look at. They're so, so, so great. So is there anything like you want to, you, you wrapped it up really great, but is there anything else that you want to talk about in all of the phases and somebody wanting to get started in um, cyclical mapping? Yeah. So um, some resources I, I mentioned at one of the episodes, I really, really do think that every woman should read Elisa Vitti's books, um, Woman Code and In the Flow. They just, it helps to understand. It really helps to understand. And I'm not a doctor. She is, right? She really explains it in a way that helps you to see what's happening internally for you. I'm more of somebody who's experienced it long enough and taught it enough times that it's more natural for me. But she's wonderful. She also has an app called In the Flow um, that I love because not only does it allow you to track your period, but it will tell you, hey, you've entered your follicular phase. Here's some tips on what to do and how to do those things. So she really took her book and, and turned it into an app. So I have all my clients use that. It's not as extensive um, in terms of being able to really note symptomologies. You can always add it to the notes section that she has, which I think is great because I do feel like tracking yourself 
is a process. Um, one of the things I do with my clients, like I said, is have them individualize this map. So I create the, the roadmap essentially, and they plug in all the individual pieces of it. Like I like these kind of workouts during this time. This is the kind of work that applies to me, right? Because you might not be a coach. So all these launching talks, you know, or speaking on podcasts isn't relevant to you, but you know, in your work environment or your stay at home environment, this is what's going to be prominent then. And so individualizing it makes the world of a difference because then you have a place to go back to. And I think that's just time. It's experiencing it, time, utilizing those steps that I just mentioned to bite off one piece at a time, you know, and there are a lot of people talking about this now, which makes my heart super, super happy. It's more prominent. And there are opportunities like my program, right? Mentorship, where you can have someone walk you through it. I do also have a course coming out, a group coaching course specifically on cycle syncing, um, coming out in late August, early September ish time. Um, because I see such a need and people really needing someone to link arms with them and, and walk them through it. So I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship that's way more extensive than just cycle syncing. It's just a small piece of it, but a prominent one. And then I have a course coming out that's a little bit more aligned with the cycle syncing for people who just well, who doesn't need this, right? Every woman needs this. <laughs> For real, every woman needs this. And that's why I brought you on here. So you guys listening can learn more. I learned a whole lot more as I was hearing from Ashley. I am working with Ashley one-on-one. -on -one. I know her course is going to be gold. So I will make sure that I update you guys as that rolls out once she um, rolls that out into late summer or fall. You guys go follow Ashley and like, I know you're obsessed. I know you're obsessed. And so many of you after those episodes that I talked about were like, well, we want more on this topic. And I was like, I told you everything I knew. So I knew I needed to bring somebody else on here with me to chat so you guys could learn more. And I just hope that these episodes, you know, like Ashley repeated, gives you permission to honor how we were created this way as women like we were designed in this way and i think the way that we balance have live a balanced life live a purpose-filled life live an intentional life is by tapping into how we were designed instead of fighting against ourselves all the time like i was at the end of my luteal phase and into my menses phase carrying shame and judgment because i wasn't acting like I was when I was ovulating. And at that time, I didn't associate it with hormones or cyclical mapping. I associated it with, I'm a bad person, that I'm like, something's wrong with me, that I'm not happy, jolly, energetic all the time, 24 seven, right? So I really am so grateful to you, Ashley, to coming on here, sharing with my listeners. And I'm so excited for all the projects that you have that are upcoming in what you're creating. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to work together one-on-one -on -one and just refine and, and polish everything that you've got going on too. Hey, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ashley today. I know we are talking about the feminine cycle, but each and every body is different. And I know some of you are struggling with irregular cycles or very severe 
PMS symptoms. And I wanted to remind you about the supplements that I love and swear by Protea Nutrition, specifically Baseline Plus and Stressify. Baseline Plus is a blend of nutrients designed to support healthy female hormones. The benefits include weight management, healthy complexion, increased energy and focus, decreased bloating, and improved mood. My friends, if you follow them on Instagram and you check out their testimonials, these products are supporting women in the way that we need it. If you feel like you are constantly stressed out, your nerves are shot, or you feel on edge, I would highly recommend trying out the product Stressify. Stressify supports your cortisol levels. So depending on which one you feel is right for you, you can check the link in the show notes below or in my Instagram bio. Ask me any questions that you have about protein nutrition. You guys, I used these products for months before I started sharing them with you you guys before i started talking about them here on the podcast or on instagram i cannot live without these supplements and when i do my body tells me that i need the support for me painful ovulation and bloating during ovulation has gone down my pmdd symptoms are better than they ever have been a few days before my cycle i used to get so down depressed tired anxious and as I still have very normal cycles of feeling down and a little bit tired around my period, I'm not struggling like I was. My friend, I was this close to going to see a doctor and a naturopathic doctor and I stumbled across the testimonials of Protea Nutrition and I'm like, this is my last try. This is my last try of doing something on my own before medical intervention or holistic approach intervention. I know many of you have tried them because how I have raved about them, and especially during the time of the pandemic when things were chaotic and stressful, working from home, homeschooling your kids, a lot of you were implementing Stressify into your life and realized how much that has helped. Check out the link in the show notes below or in my Instagram profile. Ask me any questions that you have about Protea Nutrition. Since these have helped me so much, I have to share this with you guys in these podcast episodes about the feminine cycle. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you follow both Ashley and I on Instagram. This topic of working with your feminine cycle is absolutely life-changing. Share it on your stories, share this episode with a friend, and we will talk to you next time.